A reading from Matthew, chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. Pray then in this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. A pastor whose podcast I listen to every now and then says he asked about the Lord's Prayer in an adult discussion group that he frequents. And these, these adult members of the church, lay people, men and women of varying ages, he asked them, what do you think of the Lord's Prayer? What do you think of the Lord's Prayer? And they, one of the responses he got back was, you know, it's sort of a lazy prayer. It's sort of a lazy prayer, by which the person meant, it's something that I don't have to like create or work hard for. I can just say the Lord's Prayer. It's not as hard as some other types of prayer. Another person said, oh, it's what I go to when I don't know what else to say. When I don't have any other words to pray or I don't feel comfortable putting it in my words, we pray the Lord's Prayer. And another person said, it's so simple and it's so common that I've seen people in memory care able to say it. And that's just the point. The Lord's Prayer is an everyday prayer. The Lord's Prayer is given to us by Jesus as a prayer that we can say with all the, without all the fancy things that we have when we come to worship. We don't have to open a hymnal to say the Lord's Prayer. We don't, most of us, have to even look in the bulletin to see what's printed there, though it's printed in case people don't have it memorized. But Jesus gave us the Lord's Prayer so that we might always have a prayer that we can take with us, whether we're feeling like we don't have any other words to say, whether we don't have the energy to say more than this everyday common prayer, or whether maybe by the end of our lives we won't be able to remember anything else or say anything else. The Lord's Prayer is one of the common touchstones that we have that we keep coming back to in the life of the church. People say it here. They say it everywhere around the world. People have said prayers, this prayer, in different languages and slightly different variations for thousands of years. It's one of the things that defines us as the church of Jesus Christ. Well, we we heard from Chad's reading of Matthew 6 that the Lord's Prayer comes in the Gospel of Matthew. And it comes in a larger section we might know called the Sermon on the Mount. Any of you heard of the Sermon on the Mount before? All right, we're doing something right. Yes. The, the Sermon on the Mount, according to uh, preacher Mary Hinkle Shores, the Sermon on the Mount is Jesus' I have a dream speech. It's where he packed in so much of his theology, his understanding about the world, and his understanding about what people of faith are called to in our lives. And in this I have a dream speech of Jesus' time, 
he puts at the very center of it a section on prayer because prayer is at the heart of the life of faith. And guess what's at the very center of the section on prayer? The Lord's Prayer. These five, six verses that lay out from Jesus how disciples are to pray. This is a model for faithful living and faithful praying. That's why we're going to take some time over the next few weeks to reflect on the Lord's Prayer, to look at some of the main petitions, the things that the order that we say them in and what we say, so that we might have a little bit more of a sense how, as a community of faith, we pray together and what Jesus might have meant in the times when he taught it to his disciples so that it will mean more to us with each repetition and it's not something that just falls off the tongue without deeper meaning. This is also an invitation, if you have not done so before, to teach the Lord's Prayer to those who are younger, to those who may have never learned it before. Teach the Lord's Prayer. If it helps you to have a copy that's in the bulletin, take it home, practice it, learn it. And if you learned it one way and we say it a different way here in church, that's all right. God still hears our prayers, even if they're little differences in the words. And down the line, we'll talk about the differences between sins and trespasses and debts. Those are the main, the main differences that show up around this common shared prayer. So that's why we're looking at the Lord's Prayer in these days. Today we have the first, the opening petition, Our Father in Heaven. Our Father in Heaven, and there's something to learn from each word in that phrase. Each word or each pair of words, our Father in heaven. It's instructive to note that the whole prayer starts out our. It's a communal prayer. It's a shared prayer that you pray and I pray, maybe individually at home at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day. It's a prayer that we say one by one, but we also pray it first and foremost, Jesus says, as a community. We share this as a whole body of Christ across the world. This is our prayer, and we're directing it to our God, not my God, not only your God, but our God. That's, that's the meaning of that first word, our Father in heaven. Secondly, Father. Jesus refers to God in this prayer as our Father, as Father. What does he mean by that? It helps, it helps me to think about a story and, and about a particular relationship in my life. Today is the 66th birthday of my father-in-law, Brad Swanson. Some of you have met Brad. He comes to worship when he can. They, he and my mother-in-law live north of Brainerd, but they come down. And his birthday today has him a lot on my mind recently. But it also re reminds me that not too long ago, I wouldn't have called Brad dad. I wouldn't have called him father, but father-in-law or just Brad. But 
as I've gotten to know him over the years that Javen and I have been together and all that we've done, it's become more and more natural for me to call Brad Dad, or even Dad Brad. I call, I call Brad my father or dad as a sign of closeness. Because I don't have a biological father who acts as a father. Brad has become a father to me. And it warms his heart. He even gets a little teary when I call him dad or when he calls me son. It's a sign of our connection. So it is with Jesus. He called God Father, first and foremost, as a sign of intimacy, of closeness, of connection. The, the Aramaic word, before it was written down in Greek and then in the English that we have it, it was first given by Jesus in the language he spoke, Aramaic. And the word is Abba. Can you say that? Abba. Abba is the word Jesus used, and it means something closest to daddy, dada. It's a word of intimacy, of familiarity, and closeness. Dada. Father. Now, this doesn't mean that God can only be addressed as Father. Jesus gave us that model, but he didn't say you must only speak about God as Father. Jesus used all sorts of other metaphors for speaking about God. He talked about God as a mother hen who gathers the chicks uh, to her wings. Jesus used all sorts of other names and metaphors for God. But here, he he uses the language of intimate family closeness. Abba. And so I know we might have different words that we would use when we talk about God. We might talk about God as creator, or as mother, or as friend. There is no one word you must use when praying the Lord's Prayer. There are other options, and in other churches you'll see the options to say in this space, our fill-in-the-blank. We and I use Father, because that's a term of closeness that we've received through Jesus. Our Abba, our friend, our caregiver, our creator, our Abba, in heaven. In heaven. That's the third and final piece. Our Abba, our Father, in heaven. It's Jesus' reminder to us that even as we are this close, with God in Jesus Christ, and as God has come close to us in this world to be with us, God is also from beyond. God is also not confined to this space, this time. God is universal, global, outside of space and time already. Our Father in heaven doesn't mean that God is only in some heaven far away, but God is always beyond here and now. God is different and separate. Not to be confused with you and I or the things which would claim to be God in this world. Our Abba in heaven. Community. Closeness with God. Even as God remains beyond 
all that we might imagine or even be able to imagine on this earth. That's what we mean when we say, Our Father in Heaven. So I invite you to reflect on those words, and I especially invite you to pray the Lord's Prayer. If you're not in the habit of it, take, take the bulletin with you or reflect in your own way. Pray the Lord's Prayer at least once a day from here until next Sunday and throughout our time together. I will say it once a day at least. We will say it individually once a day at least, and it will hold us together as we all pray our Abba in heaven and all the rest that comes after. Let us pray. Holy God, thank you for giving us a model of prayer. In all our prayers, whether this one or others, remind us of our connectedness to each other and our home in you, the source of all life and creation. All this we pray in your name, Abba in heaven. Amen.